Hi, this is Rob Schneider. You're doing it. You're listening to the Chunk Podcast. All right, it is the Chunk, and we are back. Uh, it, it, it's almost like we disappeared for three weeks, and now all of a sudden, it's week three in the NFL, and uh, we I feel like we may have missed some things, but that's why we're back now. Yep, we uh, went into our uh, fantasy cocoons and have blossomed as beautiful week three uh, butterflies. Well, speak for yourself. You're the one that has Alvin Kamara on your team. I'm sitting here. I'm, <laughs> I'm floundering. Dalvin Cook has been oh, just so depressing for me, but uh, I'm assuming at some point he'll come back and be healthy and take me to the promised land, but I am struggling uh I'm, I'm definitely the least scoring uh, the, the lowest scoring team after three weeks uh in our fantasy league but i did sneak a win in your face lynch if you're listening uh he couldn't make it on the podcast tonight but jj is here justin is here and uh we are ready to rock a week three recap and then we're going to roll into a week four uh preview and see what we're going to look out um look out for from not only the team standpoint but uh fantasy aspects as well because let's be honest uh, 99% of the reason why I watch teams that aren't the Green Bay Packers is because I'm owning fantasy players on those teams because it just, for some reason, fantasy football gets me so geeked about other teams. I don't know what I would do if I did, wasn't playing fantasy football. I, yeah, I feel like we'd have a whole lot more free time. That's for sure. Yeah, I totally agree. I, I, I've been trying to finagle so many trades. Uh, I actually just successfully traded, I guess I can announce this in our league. I, I flipped a Kenny Stills for a carry on Johnson after the Lions' very first 100 yard rusher in like 70 games. So now I'm like super excited about this kid. He's on my team now. And uh, and now I'm like, okay, here we go. I'm ready for the disappointment because that's all my team has been. Uh, but let's just jump right into week three. I uh, want to get a recap. I know we can lead off with the Thursday night football game that was honestly one of the better games of the week. Uh, it was your New York Jets versus the Cleveland Browns. And it's Baker Mayfield season. Yeah, I, you know, I was looking forward to this game just to see, you know, what the Jets were made of. I, I think the Browns probably have one of the better defenses in the AFC uh, with Miles Garrett. And uh, what started as kind of a bloodbath sacking Tyrod over and over again turned into um, the Jets beginning potentially uh, yet another um, incredible quarterback's career. Um, inadvertently. Yeah. Um, well, you, I mean, you and, did pick them as a, a playoff team. They're, they're one and two right now. I mean, they're not they're, like they won a game out of, out of three. I think they're doing pretty fine. They have the, the time to turn it around. Sam Darnold, obviously it's, it's early for him just as it's early for Baker Mayfield. He will be, they actually confirmed he'll be getting his first start next week. Uh, obviously in week four, but Tyrod Taylor went down in this game. Baker Mayfield comes in and it was like I, I've never seen anything like this before. It was like LeBron James himself uh, took took the helm of, of quarterback in this game. And that halftime show, I remember we were texting about it. They they were talking about Baker Mayfield like he was the second coming of LeBron, and it was the weirdest thing to me. Oh my gosh, they were like schoolgirls just crushing on Baker Mayfield. <laughs> and look, I I liked Baker Mayfield. If you go back to the very first podcast episode. I, I spoke very highly of him. He had the best passing stats of all the rookie quarterbacks coming into the league this year. Um, and he came in to a, a, a Jets offense or Jets defense that did not make any adjustments at all whatsoever, was playing super uh, zone, you know, bend but don't break uh, defense. And he, he sliced and diced him. So, yeah, I got to get it to him. 
I was crucifying him that the, everybody at halftime. For, I was like, dude, chill. It's a rookie. He came in for a minute and a half before halftime, and uh, and he he did. Look, granted, he made he completed three passes, and he did have some zip on him, and he looked pretty good. Then he comes out in the second half, and that Browns team did look like an entirely different team. And I've always said from the beginning that the Browns defense is is for the past couple years has been one of the better defenses. They just have had the unfortunate circumstance of their offense being just putrid and and never staying on the field long enough to you know give them a chance. I think they have a legit chance with Baker Mayfield at the helm and I think they're I think they look like a legitimate team. I I agree and uh you know I I think hey I I picked the Jets as a playoff team. I mean clearly there's always still a chance they romped the the Lions who then went on to beat the Patriots this weekend so, so really Jets. you know anything <laughs> is anything is fair game I think so far this year it's been one of the weirdest seasons I can remember after three weeks of just what the hell is going on in this league uh it, it's so weird but this uh, to wrap up the Thursday night game there's a couple players I want to mention Baker Mayfield obviously moving forward fantasy wise if you're in a two QB league or you're looking for somebody a change of pace. Uh, maybe you even had Jimmy Garoppolo on your team and you're looking for a, a backup. Baker Mayfield may be somebody worth taking a flyer on. And me personally, before this game, I scooped up uh, the wide receiver Antonio Callaway for the Browns. He got 10 targets, and I got high hopes for this kid. Uh, he does look good, and they, he got a lot of targets from Tyrod, too. Unfortunately, those were they were just bad throws. Um, but I think moving yeah. forward, uh, as the season progresses, he, he, he will look pretty decent. So. Callaway did. He looked really fast. Uh, I really also liked Carlos Hyde's performance. Um, you know, ninety-eight yards, two touchdowns. Yeah, he will benefit when, so much, so so greatly from oh, having yeah. a legit quarterback. He's gonna, it's gonna open up for him. And uh, I know they have Nick Chubb. They picked Nick Chubb in the draft, but little Chublet's gonna be on the bench for a while. I think if, if Carlos Hyde's healthy. <laughs> And you know those those of you that have Jets on your team, don't despair. I, you know I, I do say I think Quincy Anunua we all see is coming uh, back into the league with a you know being a great possession receiver, getting those you know clutch balls. And uh, I think that if you have Quincy in the free agency, he's probably worth a snag for a flex player yeah. against good matchups. Um, and then Bilal Powell and Isaiah Crowell, um, yeah, I think you, you probably can't go wrong with either of them That's potentially a weird... as flex players either. Yeah, first off, wide receiver-wise, I drafted Robbie Anderson, and I cut this mother effort so fast after this game. I can't, I can't hold on to him anymore, and I, I'm embarrassed to say how highly I drafted him. Uh, well, he, he almost had 1,000 yards last year, but I, with Quincy uh, Inunua back and Terrell Pryor back, uh, on the team, he really is losing a lot of those looks. Well, that Not to mention, Darnold hasn't thrown it farther than 10 yards yet Exactly, season, so. exactly. And I don't see that being a thing for, for a while, and I'm not going to sit around and wait for Robbie Anderson to, to come to fruition. So he's now on the waiver wire in our league, and, uh, and anybody can have him for all I care. Uh, but <laughs> the running back situation with Crowell and, uh, and Powell – is one of the weirder dynamics, too, because I think, to me, I'd rather have Powell all day. Uh, but Crowell had a, had a ridiculous game because he racked up a couple touchdowns. If I was a, Cro- a Crowell owner, I'd be, I'd be hocking him to anybody. I'd be getting, uh, trying to sell him high. Is what I, that's what I'd be doing, personally. For sure. And, you know, definitely Bilal uh, does typically get uh, some receptions. They do look to him for, um, you know, screens and, uh, 
you know, dump off passes and whatnot. So I, I definitely think they have both have value. Um, and I, you know, I have to say, I, I think Cleveland Browns, definitely the best, uh, one, one and one team in the league. Um, yeah. And going into their game next week or this week, I, I should say playing the Raiders, that will be a true test of, you know, what this team is made of. Cause the Raiders I think are, uh, are definitely a good target for them to take down in an AFC playoff hunt potentially between oh, those two teams. Absolutely. Wouldn't it be nice for you if if it came down to the end of the season and it was Browns fighting the Jets for the – you know what I mean? The Jets were fighting the Browns I for the final playoff spot. I couldn't even be mad. Yeah. I would want both of those teams to go. Yeah, absolutely. Either of those teams succeeding, obviously, would, would be nice for the league, I think, in general. Uh, but we can move on from that. Uh, Thursday night was – and it was a good game. I stayed up for the entire game. Uh, even yep. though I even though I had a, a bedtime, I got to wake up and be to work at five in the morning the following morning. But I stayed up because it was it was just a good game to watch. Um, it was worth it. I do have another game that was not a good game to watch, uh, unless you're a Buffalo Bills fan. One of the sh- it had to be the shocker of the season thus far. Uh, the Minnesota Vikings, who I I believe I projected to win the Super Bowl, got absolutely <laughs> smacked by a Buffalo Bills team that I'm pretty sure everybody thought was dead. Uh, after two weeks, they were they were easily the worst team in football, and they come out and they smack the Vikings twenty-seven to six. Fantasy wise, there really wasn't a lot to be said about this, unless you started the Buffalo Bills defense, which I don't think anybody in their right mind coming into this game would have done that. Uh, but it was just a super weird game, and uh, Dalvin Cook, who I have, did sit out this game uh, because yeah. they had. I'm, I'm sure in their head they were like, "This baby's a cakewalk. You get better." Uh, and we'll come back the next week because they, they do play the Rams on a short week this week. But one of the weirder Ooh. games I've seen and, and probably we will, we will see all season long. Yeah, well, I mean, Kirk Cousins, he threw the ball 55 times that game. Yeah. 55 times. And he still didn't break and, 300 yards passing. Yeah. <laughs> which is crazy, which is crazy. And the other thing is, uh, for those of you fantasy owners, um, while LaShawn McCoy is out, Chris Ivory might be an okay uh, stand-in uh, at running back. Um, he's, you know, he's a going to be picking up probably a majority of those carries while uh while LaShawn is out and he's a bruiser he picks up yards they'll put him in there for red zone tries um and he he can also catch the ball he had three receptions for 70 yards uh, in this past game so I, I see what you're saying I still I'm gonna do the wait and see approach on all all Bills players for that matter I mean it, it uh, was, yeah just just I'm not- I'm not saying Chris Ivory is a long-term solution, but yeah. I think that while uh, while Lashawn's out, if you're super desperate, it might be worth grabbing Chris Ivory if you're uh, you're hurting in yeah. a deep league. Okay, I see that. In uh, another in another one other fantasy note, Adam Thielen, obviously, he to me, uh, even in a bad game script, well, it wasn't a bad game script. They were getting blown out, so obviously, he caught 14 balls in a PPR <laughs> league, 14 receptions and 105 yards. You're doing pretty well with Adam Thielen, but other than that, this game was an absolute turd um, and just a shocker <laughs> all around. Um, so we can move on. Uh, the New York Giants, they defeated the Houston Texans 27-22. to The Texans are now 0-3. Deshaun Watson, I know he's coming back from an injury. Uh, he, he's kind of settling back in. He did, he did have a pretty decent game. I mean, he, 24 for 40, 285 yards, two touchdowns. He did throw a pick, but... He, I think he fantasy wise, he's definitely coming into his own. But it did it did take him a little while. I know Nikki picked him a little early in the draft, um, but he's going to start reaping those rewards, I believe, moving forward. 
but as a team, the Texans just don't really look good. Yeah, they got to get their run game going. I mean, Deshaun Watson was their lead rusher in that game. Um, the other thing is, I think, I mean, they got DeAndre Hopkins, who's kind of hurting. Will Fuller is back in the game. He actually looked good with 100 yards uh, and a touchdown. But, uh, yeah, I I had high hopes for this Texans uh, team. Their defense doesn't seem to be doing as, as well as – uh, they were projected to, and they they just can't get a run game going. They they may be a good uh, spot for Le'Veon Bell. Oh, ab- um, I think absolutely a team that's desperate for a running back. Absolutely, uh, pay the man. To me, Lamar Miller is is got to be the most boring starting running back I think I've ever seen in my entire life. The dude is, I, I can't even say average to me. I he he had he had a lot of hype coming out of Miami. Obviously, he had a few really good games there. And then he got signed to a contract with the Texans, and he has been nothing but just meh. Yeah, and on the Giants' side, I mean, Eli Manning, 25 for 29, uh, 300 yards basically and two touchdowns. Uh, Saquon Barkley continues his uh, pretty incredible rookie season rushing. Um, and, I mean, they. I think I picked the Giants to be kind of a, a dark horse in the NFC. They have a really strong offensive uh skill players they really i think will come down to how well their defense plays and if their offensive line can protect eli manning yeah i i can't get behind eli manning at this stage in his career uh but i mean fantasy wise if you're an odell beckham owner and even sterling shepherd for that matter in this game uh he, he looked pretty good uh just they're obviously going to be throwing it quite a bit and i remember last i think week two Saquon Barkley caught like 15 balls, so they're they're definitely going to be chucking it quite a bit. Um, but they are one and two at this point. They got their first one of the season. Uh, Houston Texans are winless, and uh, we're we're moving on to week four from there. I, I think I don't know the Giants. I don't know who they're taking on next week. They're taking on the Saints next week. Uh, I don't know if that's a winnable game for them. No, I mean I'll I'll say this: the Saints don't seem to have a defense this year. Um, but I think that. Uh, I think that Drew Brees wins the shootout for sure. Probably. And especially with Alvin Kamara just romp-a-lomping all over everybody. Your your guy, Alvin Kamara. I try, I'm try. i going to keep trying every week to trade for him. Uh, I know, <laughs> but it'll never work. But uh, moving on to a game that uh, depressed me greatly. Uh, the Green Bay Packers lost to the Washington Redskins. I, I don't know how we managed to do this, but 31-17. Uh, to 17. The Redskins are 2-1. and one. They actually looked really good this game. Uh, and the Packers are now one, one, and one. They have the same exact record as the Cleveland Browns, so that's so that's something. Uh, but Aaron Rodgers is still nursing that leg injury. Uh, he obviously isn't as mobile as he normally is, uh, and it's kind of sad to watch him just plop back there and chuck around. But to me, when he's chuck, he threw the ball forty-four times, only had two hundred sixty-five yards. He did have two touchdowns, but uh, I, I just want to see a lot more chucking the ball i guess if we're going to be able to if that's all we're going to wind up doing i i mean i think that the green bay packers are another team that have struggled to get a run game they i mean they're another team that could really use a solid feature running back who's going to uh give them a chance to open up their offense and i don't think aaron jones and ty montgomery are gonna get it done hey, i just bro. don't see it easy now this was aaron jones first game back and i have high hopes for little a jones okay i think i think he's got the most potential out of all these running backs to actually be competent 
Uh, he was last season, too, uh, but he's now back from a two-game suspension. This was his first game back, and they said they were going to ease him in, and he wound up getting the most carries on the team. Granted, six is pretty pathetic, but seven yards per carry, though, that's that's what you want to look at with him. And I think moving forward, everyone's talking about pass blocking by Jamal Williams, but Jamal Williams is a pretty lackluster runner. Uh, at some point, you need to sacrifice a little pass blocking for some big playability uh, in the backfield because you're not going to be able to open up anything passing-wise if, A, they know Aaron Rodgers isn't going to roll out because he's not as mobile, and, B, if you have no run game, they're just going to be waiting for the for the pass. For sure. Uh, and I think uh, it's worth noting fantasy-wise, if you don't have Geronimo Wills or Ge- Geronimo Allison on your team, I think he's probably worth a pickup uh, if he's available. Um, him and Devontae Adams really seem to be uh, the one-two punch there for, for the passing game in uh, Green Bay. Absolutely. I picked up Allison early on in the season because uh, he's starting alongside <laughs> Devontae Adams, and if you give me a starting a starting wide receiver neck, being catching balls from Aaron Rodgers, I'm taking him all day. So he's been on my team. I did start him one week. I did not start him this week. He only caught two balls. One was a long touchdown. I would have liked to have those points. But – uh, he is a good hold for me uh, as the season progresses. And Adrian Peterson, by the way, for the Redskins, looked like Adrian Peterson of 10 years ago, just slaughtering the Green Bay Packers. So that was a nice little treat. I had some like PTSD after this game, watching uh, Adrian Peterson run it through us and down our throat. Yeah, oh, you know, one of my coworkers, uh, he swears by AP. Uh, he thinks that Purple Jesus is going to be coming back uh, and that he's going to be rushing for 1,000 yards. So we'll... Uh, that's a bold claim, I think, based on his form from the last few years. But given his performance so far, it's uh, looking pretty good. Yeah, I, I regret not picking him up. I remember we all were talking about it in our group text, and we're like, AP signed. Who's going to be the one to pick him up? And somebody did it, and I was like, man, I probably should have just picked him up. It would have been free. It wouldn't have cost me anything, you know? Um, but I, I am pretty decent at running back right now if everybody who I thought would play would just actually play. That's all I'm waiting on at this point. Uh, But moving on, uh, we got the San Francisco 49ers uh, taking the L to the Kansas City Chiefs, who are now 3-0 and literally just steamrolling the entire league. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is absolutely unbelievable at this point. He's he's breaking records, passing touchdown records through three games. Uh, And has the dude thrown a pick yet? I don't even know. I, I don't think he has. He is just slaughtering everybody. And uh, I don't, I don't think he has either. Yeah, I, I, to to the detriment. Uh, obviously, Kareem Hunt is the most fantasy wise is suffering the most from from the Patrick Mahomes success. But if you have any pass catchers, Travis Kelsey, uh, Sammy Watkins, Tyreek Hill, uh, they're, they're all amazing options in fantasy football because of this the insane success that we're seeing from Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs offense. It, it's unbelievable. However, on the other side. It is like the polar opposite of seasons, uh, if you compare the two. Kansas City Chiefs off to a 3-0 and start. The future is insanely bright. They have a potential MVP candidate in Mahomes. And the San Francisco 49ers season is essentially over uh, after taking the L here and losing Jimmy Garoppolo for the entirety of the season. He tore his ACL on just what looked like he was going to run out of bounds, and he kind of cut it back upfield. And I guess he just popped something in his leg, and he is going to be out for the season. And C.J. Bethard, who is just boring, I don't know. He's not. He doesn't got much pizzazz. I think he stepped in last season for a little bit, but he'll be taken over at the helm. And it, the season's not looking good for the 49ers after losing Jarek McKinnon for the season and now Jimmy Garoppolo. That might be a decent uh, trade partner for somebody that's got an okay uh 
backup quarterback. Um, I, I don't know anything about this Bathard guy. But, He's not spectacular. Um, I mean, I know the Saints snagged Teddy Bridgewater as as their backup, but you know, potentially could get some cra- uh, capital up front here for Teddy Bridgewater, or yeah. um, you know, there's also uh, a bunch of other dudes floating around that just uh, don't seem to be starting. Yeah, Colin Kaepernick. No, uh, he knows the system in the San Francisco 49ers. Obviously, he's he hasn't played in two years, so let's be real here. I don't think he's going to come out of it, out of what he's doing and jump right back into the 49ers uh, organization. But uh, do they really at this point? I mean, I know it's only three games in. Obviously, you don't want to call it a season. But when you invest so like so much money, probably like almost 30% of your cap space is invested in this quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo, and your newly signed running back, Jarek McKinnon, who are now both out for the season. Are you just, at this point, just waiting for next season and just kind of whatever happens, happens? You get you just try to get the best draft pick, I think? Yeah, you got to. I mean, I think that the 49ers were kind of a hopeful team on the upswing, hoping that Garoppolo would lead them to the promised land. I just... I mean, I, I don't see them. I don't see the rest of the talent on their team carrying them. Yeah. Uh, through the season, I, I wish George Kittle would carry them through the season, as he's my starting tight end. I, I I would love to see George Kittle catch 15 balls a game for the rest of the season, and I'm I got my fingers crossed that that's who that's the only person Bethard throws the ball to. But other than that, uh, the only takeaways from this game are the Kansas City Chiefs are rolling and the 49ers are suffering. Uh, moving on, the. Oakland Raiders uh, lost to the Miami Dolphins, who are shockingly undefeated. I don't even know how this is happening. Uh, in one of the weirdest games, fantasy-wise, if you had, if you had, like Miami Dolphins, I, I think you, some people might be starting Ryan Tannehill. Maybe uh, Kenyon Drake had one of the weirdest games of fantasy football I've ever seen. Uh, he only had five carries for three yards. They wound up scoring 28 points, and they were almost all on like these crazy long home run hitting plays. And uh, they wound up taking the win from the Raiders, who to me are, are easily one of the worst teams in the league. I, I just, you know, I think that the Dolphins, uh, and I, this isn't me just being biased because they're a divisional rival. I honestly think they're probably the worst 3 0 team in the entire league uh, out of three. Yeah. Um, yeah. The Rams and the Chiefs are just on a whole nother level. And the Dolphins, they just, you know, they beat the Jets on a short week. They beat the Raiders, and they beat the Titans. We'll see how they stack up when they play the Patriots this upcoming week. They play the Bears in a couple weeks. Uh, so the the stronger part of their schedule is yet to come, and so we'll kind of see where they're at later this season. I just – they did not impress me when they, they played the Jets the other day. No, I, total, I totally agree. I mean, they're I don't know how they're doing it, but they're, they're patchworking together these Ws. But, I mean, obviously at some point – it's gonna. It's either it either is what they are, or they're gonna come back down to earth. Uh, the Raiders are about as as I don't know landlocked as you can get. As far as, they're just awful. I don't know everything about them. John Gruden came back to the Raiders. I don't know what he was expecting, but when you started off by trading away your best player in Khalil Mack, you're not looking for a, a good season to be honest. And Derek Carr is is not great to me. But on the no. bright side, former Packer Jordy Nelson. Uh, Reese is just coming from rises from the ashes and uh, 173 yards and a touchdown. Good for the old dude. Yeah, I bet uh, Aaron Rodgers was really missing uh, Jordy seeing those those numbers this week. And I just 
I like I, I like Marshawn. I, I don't think that he's a feature back anymore. Um, and I agree. I, I think Derek Carr just isn't that great. I th- he reminds me a lot of uh, Andy Dalton, actually. Um, just hot or cold, kind of yeah. good, and then pretty much not really Hon- most yeah. of the rest of the time. Honestly, I'd rather have Andy Dalton. Uh, I do. Derek Carr just he doesn't do it for me. I don't know nothing about him. Just and plus Amari Cooper, don't touch this dude with a, a fifty foot pole. He is what happened? I don't, dude. He this is what he he showed us this last season, fantasy football wise. If anybody owned him last year. Uh, you know what you were getting into this year. I don't know. I I actually for a second he was on my no draft list, and for a second though I was like at this point maybe I should do this, and I was like nope, there's no way I can't do it. And then I, it was the best decision I ever made. He did have one good week last week, uh, but I think you're gonna get more duds than you are uh, gonna get good games from Amari Cooper. And if you could move him for anything of value, uh, push that dude along to somebody else. Uh, moving on, the Indianapolis Colts took on the Philadelphia Eagles. The Philadelphia Eagles won 20-16. to Eagles, uh, former Super Bowl champions, are now 2-1. and It was Carson Wentz's first game back. He didn't look great, but he, he also, I mean, they, they got the win, so that's really all you need at that point. It, this game was a lot closer than it looked at the end of the game. Yeah, I was with Eagles fan during that game, and they were they were a little bit nervous. They, you know, came out with that touchdown at the end of the game, but uh, ooh, it was getting a little scary giving up those third downs. Yeah, um, what was weird at I, the end of the game was they, they got into position for a, a deep Hail Mary pass, and Andrew Luck, who's still recovering, I guess, from shoulder injury, they took him out of the game, threw in Jacoby yeah. Brissett to, to throw the deep ball. They didn't even trust Aaron, Andrew Luck to get the ball to the end zone. And then he overthrew it. <laughs> I know. Yes. Oh, my goodness. He, I, I mean, obviously, uh, when you jump into a game for one pass at the very end of the game to win it, you're going to have the yips. And uh, Jacoby Brissett was just like, let me just put all the mustard on this. And he whipped it almost out of the back of the end zone. Yeah. Talking to Eagles fans up here, I think a lot of people, some people are excited that Wentz is back in. He's clearly better than Nick Foles. But a lot of people are telling me that they think that he was brought back too early and they're they're nervous that, uh, you know, Peterson's kind of risking him uh, early. Yeah. Um, the other thing about this is they didn't have Jay Ajayi for this past game. So you have Corey Claymont. Um, come in. He did all right. He's he's kind of like a Darren Sproles type back. He's really fast. Yeah, ideally, um, ideally they would like to have Darren Sproles back, uh, but he is also injured as well. So I think when they both are healthy, you're going to see Clement and Smallwood, for that matter, who actually did have a better game yards per carry wise, uh, probably go down the depth chart. So you're going to see a lot more Ajay, a lot more uh, Darren Sproles when they're healthy, which it looks like from what I'm reading. This week, when week four, they're they're slated or, or at least projected to be in the lineups for this week. So that's good for them. And Alshon's out uh, for this team, so they do have some of their weapons uh, out out. And uh, you know, hopefully, the injury bug doesn't strike them too early here yeah. in the season. Well, they're two and one without a lot of their weapons, and Wentz is just now coming back. So I think signs are pointing up for the. I mean, they're the Super Bowl freaking champions. So you know what I mean. And they're doing fine. They're two and one without everybody. So once everybody comes back, they're going to hit a stride, and uh, we're definitely going to be seeing them in the playoffs. Um, but other than that, the Colts side, uh, not really much to be said. I mean, they're they're always kind of like a middle a middle ground team. 
Yeah, I think Ty Ty is probably their best player. Um, he um, he didn't do super great. He had five receptions for fifty yards, but you know that's ten yards a catch, which is great. But yeah, the rest of their offense wasn't you know really powerful. Their run game was lackluster, like a lot of other teams we're seeing. Um, and I mean Andrew Luck, uh, he he's good, but he he does look a bit rusty himself. So yeah. Speaking of rusty, we'll move on to the Tennessee Titans and the Jacksonville Jaguars. This game could be just if you like defense, you must have loved this game because it was nine to three, and the Tennessee Titans actually took the win, which was shocking to me because I, obviously I think we when we did our pick'em, everybody picked the Jaguars because to me. They're the, the more complete team. They're the better team. And granted, they didn't have Leonard Fournette for another week. But, I mean, come on. It's the Tennessee Titans, and they had Blaine Gabbert starting at quarterback. Right, well, and they beat the Patriots without Leonard Fournette. So you'd think that they would have continued their nice run here and have, you know, shellacked the Titans. And they just could not get anything going. It was it was very disappointing. Yeah, it was a field goal game. Uh, I mean, everybody just kept kicking field goals. Pretty boring game. But one interesting thing of note is uh, Marcus Mariota is obviously he sat out last week for with an elbow injury, uh, and then this this week they put Blaine Gabbert in to start. Blaine Gabbert gets hurt. Marcus Mariota was suited up just in case. Guess who came rolling in in the middle of the game? Marcus Mariota, and uh, they never really got anything together. Um, and to me, their rushing attack is just its putrid. Derrick Henry is a plotter at best. This dude gets the ball and sees how far he can fall. It, it is it is sad to watch. Uh, and Corey Davis, I do have high hopes for, but unless Marcus Mariota is completely healthy, uh, his, his fantasy value is uh, less than stellar. Um, but there's not really much else to be said about this game moving forward. Um, but to see the tech, the Titans are two and one now uh, with the Jacksonville Jaguars, so they both come out of this game two and one. I was just going to say that that might you know hurt the Jaguars later on when they're trying to get home field advantage in the playoffs. That was definitely a game that they needed to win. So we'll we'll see how that how that uh, plays out going forward. Yeah, I'm shocked they didn't wind up winning that one. But uh, the Carolina Panthers did walk away with a win up against the Cincinnati Bengals, who were two and zero coming into this game. And uh, it, it was interesting to see the dynamic. Obviously, uh, it was Cam Newton at home. So uh, he didn't really throw for a lot, but two rushing touchdowns. He is the ultimate touchdown, uh, rushing touchdown vulture. Uh, I know a lot of Christian, Christian McCaffrey fans out there and people who have him in fantasy were happy with the 184 freaking yards on the ground, but maybe they would have liked to get another another one of those touchdowns. But Cam Newton is like a sniper on the goal line. He just takes them all. Yeah, well, he's just so humongous and... You know he's not selfish necessarily, but he does he does believe in his playmaking abilities, and they they let him do his thing out there. So um, it, it won them the football game um, for you, Funchess owners. Uh, I like Funchess a lot, but uh, people were wary of him going into the season because they drafted that uh, wide receiver um, DJ, DJ Moore. Moore. Yeah, but DJ Moore really hasn't panned out, and Funchess has kind of. Uh, shown himself to be the number one wide receiver again for Cam Newton. Um, I think Funchess is probably a flex player at best, uh, just given Cam's, uh, you know, penchant for running the ball. Yeah, but and he is benefiting greatly from Greg Olson being out. By the way, uh, he is obviously he's a big guy and he's kind of taken over in that tight end role. There's not really somebody up there to replace him. This Ian Thomas guy is is trying, uh, but. 
the main beneficiary of Greg Olson being out has, and, ha, and this was last year too, Devin Funches is uh, doing pretty well. Uh, but the Bengals were out without uh, Joe Mixon. Uh, Giovanni Bernard started and played the entire game. He didn't really do much. He did score a touchdown, but uh, I mean, people who were thinking giant workload for Giovanni Bernard, um, they may have started him over a couple other people because Mixon was out. Probably didn't get the biggest game that they wanted from him. Giovanni Bernard is one of those backs that you really, really, really wish, you know, he would take it more advantage of his opportunities to shine. He just never has big games. He never does. Yeah. He's and a- this, this 61 yards and a touchdown is probably one of his best fantasy games in a long time. Yeah. I mean, he's a, he is a smaller guy. Uh, he, he is more known for catching the ball out of the backfield. Uh, but when you're trying to run between the tackles, especially in a game like this, he averaged five yards a carry. So you can't really knock him for that. It's just, I don't know. It, 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 he's not. He's not going to take the job from Joe Mixon. Once he comes back, Joe Mixon's sitting his ass right there on the front of the line. So he's going to be the main, the main dude there. Uh, Tyler Boyd has looked incredible all season long, and 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 I, which sucks for me because I picked up John Ross. I was a big John Ross fan who I thought was starting alongside AJ Green as the season started, um, but John Ross just hasn't put it together like Tyler Boyd has, and uh, six catches, 132 yards, and a touchdown. Tyler Boyd is looking fierce out there, next to A.J. Green, too. Right, yeah, he he definitely seems to be taking some of those looks from A.J. Green. Um, it was interesting how the receptions broke down this, this week. Um, him, Eifert, A.J. Green, and Giovanni each got five or six uh, receptions, so... Um, I, I mean, I just, Andy Dalton is, is like I said before, he's one of those hot and cold players. I just don't think that the Bengals offense is reliable enough other than those, those, you know, two-star players, AJ Green and Tyler Boyd. I, I, I don't invest in the Bengals otherwise. All right, moving on the Denver Broncos, uh, up against the Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens actually look pretty good this game, 27 to 14. They beat the Denver Broncos. Um, Broncos were actually undefeated coming into this game, which was shocking with Case Keenum under center. Um, they got two pretty good rookie running backs, Royce Freeman and Phillip Lindsay, who was actually one of the leading rushers in the NFL. Uh, until about, I don't know, the second quarter of this game where there was a little little dog pile action. He, he the, One of the tiniest dudes on the field jumps into the pile and starts throwing punches. He actually got ejected from the game. And uh, there were a couple people who I, I knew started him in fantasy football because he has looked like the better runner compared to Royce Freeman. Um, but they come into this game, they put up 14 points, and they take the L to the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, Joe Flacco-led Ravens. Yeah, I was surprised. I thought that the Denver Broncos defense would hold the Ravens, uh, hold them back a little bit more in the way of scoring. Um, I just don't think that the Denver Broncos offense is good enough to compete with some of these more high-powered offenses, and their defense, you know, doesn't seem to be the way that, you know, it's not its championship form like it was a few years ago. I think worth mentioning fantasy-wise on the the Ravens, Alex Collins uh, finally got a chance to um, get a normal workload, um, 68 yards, on uh, 18 carries and a touchdown. Um, It looks like he's going to continue being the feature back for this team, and uh, I have him in a couple of leagues myself, so I I definitely would consider playing him uh, going forward. 
Yeah, I'm an Alex Collins owner myself, and after week two, I was scratching my head trying to figure out what is going on there in, in, in Baltimore because they did lose, and then after the game, they're like, well, maybe we should probably focus on, I don't know, running the ball. And I'm like, you have freaking Alex Collins there, and they, he had like nine carries in week two, and they finally came out and made a, made a point to give the guy the ball because he is one of their better playmakers, uh, Buck Allen. I can't stand this dude. He is a touchdown vulture. He's smaller. They, I, I get that they love him, but from a, from a yards per touch standpoint, this dude is weak. Like he, I don't know. I just don't get their fascination with this guy. Uh, Alex Collins did. He did fumble in week one. Uh, I don't know if that was the part of the reason why they were, didn't trust him in week two. But it looks like with 18 carries, he did catch three passes. Um, that they are trying to integrate Alex Collins into a, a more feature back role, which he deservedly so should be getting. Um, and and they did get the win, twenty seven to fourteen. So that that's good for the Ravens moving forward. And who I did have as a playoff team. So I'm hoping for the best for the Ravens. Uh, moving on to the Saints taking on the Atlanta Falcons. This game was a barn burner. And uh, walking away, I remember uh, checking the you checking the box score throughout the game, wondering what the heck is going on. You started Calvin Ridley in this game, and the dude absolutely exploded. Yeah, I, you know, I. I drafted this kid knowing that the Falcons like to throw the ball. And I hope that, you know, just I, I did see his game uh, in the he he's from Alabama. I believe so. He's yeah. from Alabama. He was in that national championship game. I remember watching him and thinking, man, I really got to grab that guy. This year I invested in rookies more than I ever have. And clearly it's paid off because, I mean, I knew that the Saints, they have no defense this year. Every team has just scored a ton of points on them. So I didn't think that Calvin Ridley was going to catch 150 yards and three touchdowns out outpacing Julio Jones. But, uh, you know, I can't say that I'm upset about that either. Yeah, uh, and it's only going to get worse for the Saints, who actually lost uh, their uh, starting cornerback, Patrick Robinson. He is now on IR. He broke his ankle. Uh, so that's not going to get any better for the New Orleans Saints. However, that's good for you uh, because Alvin Kamara is just going to keep catching balls. Dude caught 15 balls this game for 124 yards. Unbelievable. He's He really is the real deal. Um, everybody was saying him and Mark Ingram were going to split time uh, kind of like they did last year, but he's just running away with it. I'm super glad that I grabbed him. And, you know, maybe you don't need defense when you've got Drew Brees, Alvin Kamara, and you've got the litany of, of receivers, Michael Thomas, Benjamin Watson. They've got a pretty high-powered power, high team, and um, they look like they're they're in playoff form winning these tough games. Yeah, from a fantasy standpoint, obviously Alvin Kamara, Drew Brees uh, going to be there. Michael Thomas is unbelievable. Uh, Cameron Meredith uh, played his first game back. Uh, he, he actually uh, hurt himself last year for the Bears, but he signed with the Saints. It's his first game back from injury. He caught one pass for a touchdown. Uh, if he can kind of like pass over, because to me Ted Ginn is is not a great offensive player. He gets he gets lucky with some moms every once in a while. Uh, but I think Cameron Meredith could over over. I mean, that's that's a deeper league type deal. But Cameron Meredith can definitely overtake him in this offense. And as an Ingram owner, I am so ready for this dude to come back. And I, I know that you might not think most people probably are at this point are like wondering what's going to happen with Ingram after Kamara's doing this. He got 31 touches this game. That's not to me. If I'm a Kamara owner, yes, I like it in this particular instance. But to expect Alvin Kamara to get 25 touches a game for the entire season and hold up with not without dying, 
uh, it's going to be a little unrealistic. So that balance that they had last season, I think they do want to get back to that. Uh, and as an Ingram owner, I will believe this till the day I die, no matter what, because I need it. <laughs> I need it more than anything. Just give me some some Ingram when he comes back. Just throw a couple of those balls to Ingram, and and we'll we'll be it'll be fair. I think we'll be okay. Uh, moving on to Los Angeles Chargers up against the L.A. Rams. Both, I, I guess, technically this is a home game for both of them, even though the Los Angeles Chargers just go back to San Diego. Seriously, get the hell out of there. What are you, what are you doing? I, know it's, I can't believe they're even there. It makes me sick. But anyway, the Rams obviously uh, are, are, to me, one of, if not the most complete teams in football. They put up 35 points, and they won 35-23. Uh, to 23. Uh, Rams look unbelievable. Their defense is incredible, and their offense is really coming together with uh, with uh, Jared Goff. Yeah, I mean, they're just uh, they picked right up where they left off last year, and uh, you know, like you know, I, I picked them to to make the big run this year. I uh, they just really went out there and, and snagged a lot of talent uh, to fill in the gaps where they had gaps in, in last year's team. They're one year more experienced. Um, and I, I just, I don't know, man. I, I think that this is going to be a pretty dominant team throughout the entire season. Yeah, I was a little worried when they let Sammy Watkins walk. Um, I mean, I'm not a huge Sammy Watkins fan, but it, it was he was a piece in the offense, even though he, he was probably more of a decoy than anything. But they did bring in Brandon Cooks, who has been infinitely better um, from from a standpoint of, obviously, pass catching. He's he's quicker, he gets open, and he he actually catches the football when it's thrown to him. So that's a, that's a bonus. And he's not injury-prone. Yeah, that too. You can always uh, count on that. And uh, speaking of injury-prone, the Chargers have always, this season, have, have dealt with a lot of injuries. They did make it through this game relatively unscathed. Uh, Melvin Gordon Gordon is, uh, is definitely a workhorse back. I would love to get him in any leagues. I can find him if you can try to trade for him at any point. You could say he had a bad game, but really, I mean, he had 80 yards and a touchdown. But that's that's going to be a bad game for Melvin Gordon moving forward. Um, so, and then Mike Williams, the running back, second or not running back, the second year wide receiver, um, he looks like a legit stud. He's absolutely massive out there, and he looks like everything you'd want Julio Jones to be in the red zone, um, except for Julio Jones is allergic to touchdowns. So, uh, this guy might actually catch some touchdowns. So, Mike Williams, if he's on your waiver wire, what the hell are you doing? Um, if he's, uh, if you can try to find a way to finagle him onto your fantasy football team, I would highly suggest doing that. Um, moving on to the Chicago bears and the Arizona Cardinals, probably one of the more lackluster games of the week, aside from the Titans and the Jaguars, uh, the bears did walk away with it 16 to 14. Uh, it just it's Sam Bradford and the Cardinals just looked atrocious. They did put in Josh Rosen in the fourth quarter. What better way? to uh, just introduce your rookie quarterback to the NFL then hey buddy here's the fourth quarter we need a game winning drive from you up against Khalil Mack is that cool can we do that <laughs> uh he obviously did not get the job done clearly um and this whole offense in general the cardinals just kind of look like butt cheeks out there even with one of my favorite players uh, in the league right now David Johnson they just don't understand and can't figure out a way to use him yeah i think that the I think that the Cardinals' offense just isn't great. They don't have enough talent on the on that team. David Johnson can only do so much. Larry Fitzgerald has has been pretty quiet, at, especially the last couple of years. And I just I think it's probably a team that's going to be going into a rebuilding. Um, meanwhile, you have the Bears, who 
did their rebuilding, who grabbed their quarterback, who clearly have a pretty disgusting defense, and, and they just, you know, they snatched Khalil Mack up as soon as they could. I mean, why wouldn't you? Yeah, and it's working out great for them. He is absolutely crushing it. Uh, Mitch Trubisky is, I don't know yet. I don't know yet on him. It, it, I haven't. He hasn't really shown much. Um I don't know. Every time I see him play, he he just does the bare minimum. Obviously, if you're getting a, the win, that's all you need to do. But um, there there are two and one, and that one loss came from my favorite win, not in Packers history, but in recent Packers memory in Week One with that Aaron Rodgers coming back. That was that was one of the awesome, most awesome things to watch. Yeah, Mitch Trubisky strikes me as kind of a game manager type quarterback. He's not going to win you the game. He's not going to lose you the game. Um, somebody that I picked up in one of my leagues that I think is pretty interesting is Taylor Gabriel from the Bears. Um, he's only gotten, you know, five, six points a game so far, but he he's getting a lot thrown his way. Yeah. Um, so I think that it might be worth snagging him. Uh, potentially the relationship between him and Mitch gets better and um, you know, maybe he sees more points fantasy wise. Yeah, no, he's he's seen a lot of under routes and uh excuse me he is catching a a lot of balls he's getting a lot of balls thrown his way but unfortunately those balls are only for like five yards at a time but I mean obviously if he uh, he does all it takes is one for him to break it and if as long as he's getting the opportunity um there's definitely something there so you can keep an eye out for Taylor Gabriel uh fantasy wise uh the Dallas Cowboys uh, absolutely atrocious I just I don't even want to really even talk about this one uh they just look like butt cheeks uh ezekiel elliott is still doing ezekiel elliott things somehow i don't know how he's managing it uh but the seattle seahawks beat the, the cowboys 24 to 13 uh russell wilson only 192 yards two touchdowns uh he's not really running the ball uh like most people thought he's not really getting many rushing yards yeah it's it's really interesting he was the highest scoring uh fantasy quarterback in most leagues last year um, but this year, his his starts have been pretty slow. Um, I think that they're really, you know, they might be feeling the uh, uh, effect of not having Doug Baldwin there, um, one of his favorite receivers, and they, I think they're still trying to gel. I, I I don't I don't really get. I think the Seahawks have always been kind of a team that just plays to their competition, um, but with their aging defense. They let a lot of the Legion of Boom guys go at this point. There's only one left. I, I, I think it's just Earl Thomas, yeah. and he doesn't even want to be there. So, yeah. Right. I, I just don't see – I don't see the Seahawks being a, a strong team this year um, overall, but they're definitely better than the Cowboys. Yeah, I don't see either of these teams doing much. Uh, but, yeah, Russell Wilson, I will tell you, hold off on him. I mean, still start him. Obviously, you probably took him at a decent uh, – early in the draft. But he, he is traditionally a late bloomer. And as the season progresses, he he will pick it up. Um, I, I think you'll be pleased with Russell Wilson moving forward. And as far as the running backs, I don't want I don't ever want anything to do with the Seattle running back. Not since like Sean Alexander or Marshawn Lynch, I guess, back in the day. But uh, Chris Carson, I will say, got 32 carries. He didn't do much with them. He did get 102 yards, but a lot of players could get 102 yards on 32 carries. Um, but if there was ever a question who the back is to own in this in this Seattle. Well, you know what? I'm gonna I say that now, and next week we'll see Rashad Penny with 30 carries. So you know what? I'm not even gonna touch this backfield. I don't even want any part of it. Uh, don't the, do it. Yeah, the Sunday night game, kind of a shocker here, uh, unless your your a Tom Brady uh, is washed up truther. 
Uh, the 26, uh, 26 to 10, the new Detroit Lions put a pretty decent beating on the New England Patriots on Sunday night. What did you think of that one? I thought that this was one of the more glorious things that I've watched <laughs> in the past few weeks. And I just saw the Jets score 48 points against these same Lions just two weeks ago. So I just look, of course, of course, I really want for this to be the sign that Tom Brady's going downhill, that it, his age is finally catching up to him. But I just don't, I will never count the Patriots out until I see that man retire. Or until they're mathematically eliminated from the playoffs, which hasn't happened in like decades. Right. And, and I just look, last year they started off kind of crappy too. And then look at them. The same thing the year before. It, this team always takes a little bit of time to gel because. Bill Belichick, you know, moves people in and out like chess pieces. And I just look, they may have lost to the Lions. It may have been, uh, you know, one of the more disappointing Tom Brady performances. But I, until I see that man retire, I will not count out this team. And just a shout out, I really like Sony Michelle. Yeah. Um, another, another player from that championship game. Uh, I, I think that he's probably, um, for you guys and keepers or guys and girls in keeper leagues, I think it's worth maybe snagging him if you haven't already. Okay. Um, but why I do have one I, question I, though. Do you like Sony better than Xbox though? Uh, I do like Sony better than Xbox as well. Rest of the season. You think Sony probably preferably. Okay. That's cool. All right. That's a good, that's a good tidbit. Well, <laughs> I think I, I put, I'll put it this way. The Patriots in the past few years have done a running back committee uh, between Burkhead and Gillis Lee and that other dude that they had. Um, but this year, Sony Michelle seems to be getting more carries than the rest of the committee. Yeah. So I, I think he's probably worth the investment. Yeah. I mean, obviously starting running back, if they're actually going to use a running back for, you know, multiple touches a game I mean over double digit touches on a, on a Patriots offense traditionally for a running back is good news uh no Rex Burkhead uh it doesn't I mean Sony Michelle they drafted they drafted him pretty high in the draft so I would I would expect him to take the majority of the load moving forward um on the other side speaking of drafted running backs carry on Johnson uh we mentioned earlier in, in in the podcast I actually just traded for him I to me Kenny Stills for carry on Johnson was a no-brainer I don't I I mean I I like Kenny Stills um, but uh, he's a little too boomer bust for me, and this dude is on on the upswing. First hundred yard rusher in seventy games for the Lions. Carry on Johnson looks pretty good. Isn't that wild? And it's the first time the Lions. I think I read it's the first time the Lions have beaten the Patriots since like two thousand two or something like that. Oh my god. Um, I think those of you that are Legarrette Blunt owners, you have to remember that the dude is a change of pace back. You throw him in on third down and see what he can do. Yeah, he's not a feature back. No, and, you you just want him to I grab just, the ball and, and flop for at least five yards to get the first down. You know, I mean, if he can just roll his way a few yards to get a first down, he's good to go. Yeah, I you know if you ha if you grab Legarrette Blount thinking that he was going to be the starter for this team, I think it it might be a, a good time to divest Legarrette Blount because I just don't see him. Uh, even getting this many carries going forward. Yeah, I think this was kind of a this was kind of a revenge game for him. So they were like, "Yeah, let's throw him 16 carries." I don't think moving forward, especially the way Carryon's playing, uh, that Logarrette Blunt's going to get this unless they wind up playing the Patriots again in like the Super Bowl. Uh, but I don't, I don't foresee that happening either. 
but moving on, there was one more game uh, happened on Monday night. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, Fitzmagic, your boy, you actually picked uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick up, and you did start him. Uh, and, and honestly, at the beginning of the game, I was gonna, I, I, I posted it in the group chat. I was like, dude, Fitzmagic, the magic is gone. It's over. And then I, I went to sleep. I woke up and saw the dude still threw for 400 yards and three touchdowns. I almost puked. I don't even know <laughs> how it happened. The magic train continues. Oh, my gosh. They did, and you know they, what? They did wind up losing. I'm going to take one more stop at least on the Fitzmagic train against the, the Bears. Yeah, you know what? At this point, why not? The dude's putting up 30-plus fantasy points a game, and that's 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 sturdy production. That's unbelievable. Uh, first time, I think, I don't know if it was ever in the NFL, but first time in recent memory. Uh, three straight 400-yard passing games no, by a quarterback. It's the first time ever. Ridiculous, ridiculous. So the question, I, I beg, the question is, is what would you rather have right now? Would you rather have Ryan Fitzpatrick or Patrick Mahomes? I mean, Patrick Mahomes, I think, is the future. We've all seen the Fitzpatrick cycle. Uh, he's gonna play like this, like a superstar, above average, until he gets that big fat contract. Maybe give him a nice three-year contract. Yeah. Jameis rides the bench. I don't know. And then, and then next year he's going to be, he's going to be back, uh, back to the Fitz tragic. Yeah, but I don't. You think... know what? While he's riding high, I'll I'll ride the Fitz magic train all night long. Yeah, it's, I don't. Uh, I don't see why you would jump off of it at this point. The dude just keeps chucking it. They're throwing the ball fifty times a, a, a game, and and there is zero rushing. Uh, attack to be to be said. Peyton Barber was highly touted, especially after the preseason. He looked pretty good, and now there's just no semblance. Either that, or they're just not giving him the opportunity to be good. They're not even running the ball at all. Yeah, this team would be super scary with Le'Veon Bell. Yes, yes, it would. This team would be super scary with Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, and who knows? I mean, they're an NFC team. Why? I don't see why the Steelers wouldn't trade him away. They, I don't know what their cap space looks like, but they can't possibly, you know, have you know too much of it wrapped up. No, I mean Mike Evans is good, and they don't Deshaun really have good. They don't really have a lot. They got of, a lot of young guys on their team. Yeah, they don't really have a lot of high dollar players, so they probably do have the cap space to do it. It's just a matter of trying to finagle that because you it is basically a rental for Le'Veon Bell. I mean, he's not. I doubt he's going to sign somewhere and re up right away. Um, but you're probably just going to get him for one season, and then he's going to bail out. But unless they do sign him long term, and he's willing to do that, but it's that whole Le'Veon Bell situation is an absolute train wreck, and I'm I'm super glad I have nothing to do with it. Yeah, those uh, those Le'Veon owners must be real sad right now. Um, I just got to stick with it, folks. It's a uh, it's a wild ride, and we'll see where he ends. I mean, wherever he ends up, he's going to start immediately. Yeah. He's going to get a ton of carries. So. But the question is, um, will he end up anywhere? Because to me, all I'm seeing right now at this point is he's just going to – all he's going to do is skate by till week 10, show up to the Steelers, and then what? Like, you think they're just going to welcome him back and, and be like, yeah, come on, buddy, come play football with us. All the all your teammates, we've been waiting for you. We're ready, like a big group hug? I don't know. I mean – I would. Yeah. Well, the way James Conner's playing, I mean, he didn't have a great game last night, but the way he's been playing, uh, they don't. I mean, they don't necessarily need Le'Veon Bell at this point. Oh, you always need Le'Veon Bell. Get out of here. <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh, so yeah, that whole situation's a train wreck. Obviously, if he gets traded somewhere else, then Le'Veon Bell is uh, is going to matter. But at this point, it's just going to be it's just weird. I'm wondering what he's doing. 
And a huge shout out to Vance McDonald with probably the nastiest stiff arm I've seen in a long time. Yes. Um, if you haven't seen the clip, we'll have to post it on the, the chunk page because it is super crazy. Like, dude yeah. must just well, throws the guy down. He and actually runs just for a touchdown. Yeah, he actually stiff armed him into the offseason because they just put him on IR, actually. Chris Conte. No yeah. Well, he he got hurt later in the game, but yeah, that uh it, it's not it went from bad to worse for Chris Conte, so he is now on IR for the Bucks. Not looking oh boy. good. Yeah, that's pretty embarrassing. But uh that that'll wrap up week 3 from a fantasy standpoint. Obviously, uh if you have players from that that week, you you know where you stand. You either got the win or the loss. I actually got my first win, so I'm feeling pretty giddy moving into week four. Um, we can bust through these pretty quick. We'll just run down uh, the week four lineup. And then later in the week, actually tomorrow, well, wait, no. Yeah, I'll be posting up the article of our of our picks moving into week four. And uh, we don't have to make our picks right now. But uh, Vikings-Rams is the Thursday night game. That's actually going to be, on paper, a really good game. To me, That uh, that is like NFC championship potentially matchup right there is the Vikings versus the Rams. <laughs> Yeah, I like that game, though. We'll see how it goes. I think the Dolphins-Patriots will be an interesting game to watch. Do the Patriots lose a third game in a row for the first time in a long, long time? Do the Dolphins uh, win a fourth game in a row for the long first time in a long, long time? Yeah, oh, it's going to be a weird matchup for there. The Dolphins just keep skating by and winning. It's it's super strange. Uh, the Packers are taking on the Bills. I'll be watching that one, obviously. Uh, but I mean, I'm hoping the Bills don't show up like they did last week. I'm thinking like that maybe was their Super Bowl for the season, and now they're like they're just gonna you know have a little jet lag and just kind of come up and and get slaughtered by the Packers. I would enjoy that. Yeah, and you know the we mentioned before the Browns Raiders game will be interesting to watch. See Baker Mayfield get a full game's worth of play. Um, and as always, I think. The Ravens and Steelers game will be fun to watch. Just that that rivalry is probably one of the best in the NFL. I think. Yeah, I would agree. And uh, just give the ball to Alex Collins. I'll be happy. But yeah, no, I'm hoping for a barn burner in that one. It'll it'll be pretty good. And barn burner. I don't even know why I use that term. I've heard it, and uh, it is such a strange term. I kind of regret saying it. Barn burner. <laughs> no, you, you got everybody knows what a barn burner yeah. is. Still weird, but uh, I, I'm looking for right now. I'm trading. My, I'm trying to trade a couple wide receivers. I'm looking for any reason at all to start uh, Antonio Callaway uh, in that in that uh, Browns game. I really want to start him. So I'm actually looking to trade a bunch of wide receivers so I don't have any excuse but to start Antonio Callaway. So we'll see how that goes this week. Uh, moving on into week four. Um, like I said, uh, if you stay tuned to our website, thechunkpod.com. Uh, or our Facebook page, uh, search the Chunk Pod or the Chunk Podcast, and give us a like while you're there, um, and and we'll be uh, you just be on the lookout for our Week Four predictions, which will be coming in a matter of moments. Actually, maybe as this podcast is posted, you'll have the article up on our website. So just be sure to check that out. Yeah, if you like the show, you know, please please share it. Tell your friends about it. We don't spend money on advertising, so uh, you know, word of mouth is really the best way to spread the Chunk love. The chunk love. That's really all you can ask for is a little chunky love. Uh, but anyway, uh, thanks for hanging out with us. We'll be back next week to recap week four and move into week five. Also, I know this was an all-sports podcast, but it's not all we do. We do entertainment, we do gaming, and we will be coming up uh, pretty soon here. with. Uh, we got to get into uh, Spider-Man, the Spider-Man for PS4. Nikki and I have both completed it. We both beat the game. Uh, there's a lot to be said about that, so we'll definitely have Nikki on on our next podcast to talk about all things Spider-Man and gaming and entertainment moving forward. I know Space Jam 2 was announced. 
There's a lot of stuff going on, and if you want to stick around, please subscribe. You can find us on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play. Um, just stick around and uh, be a chunker. It's really that simple. You just listen, hang out, and uh, feel free to add any tidbits on any social medias on our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, at The Chunk Pod. Uh, thanks for hanging out with us. Thank you, JJ. Uh, we'll be back next week. Best of luck in fantasy football this weekend.